Welcome back to Becoming Chiron, the key to unlocking healing and personal alchemy. Today, I'm going to be sharing uh, part two of the series that I started last episode, which I talked about um, my story about discovering my soul's calling. Today's episode will be all about the healing journey that was part of the experience of me getting to where I am today. And there is a lot to this story. Um, this has been kind of brewing in me for a few days now. So I'm not quite sure exactly how it's all going to come out, but my intention is to share this experience so that it's out in the world and that if this is part of your own journey in your awakening process, if there's a, a big healing part that comes along with it, it's not uncommon. <laughs> it's totally normal. For me, there were definite synchronicities with my birth chart, which I'll actually also share because I find it fascinating. Just to do a little bit of a astro weather check, like we talked about last time, today is Thursday, June 2nd, 2022. We just had a new moon in Gemini on Monday, so that pretty much closed out the eclipse portal that we just experienced over April and May. And Mercury is still retrograde. The retrograde this time began in Gemini and it's now finishing up in Taurus. And that retrograde will be over early tomorrow morning here on the East Coast, I think around three or four o'clock in the morning. And then we'll have the post shadow for a couple weeks after that, which just means that Mercury is now in direct motion again over the same degrees that it was retrograde. So this retrograde experience has been interesting and entertaining to an extent. I mean, Gemini is that trickster energy that belongs to Mercury anyway. So it's been easy to laugh at this one and, and sink into it. And um, my partner, Mandy, and I just taught another ser series of Reaping the Rewards of Retrograde, the class that we've been teaching with every retrograde. So that was a lot of fun and incredibly insightful for everybody that joined us. So thank you to everybody. We just ended that class last night. And we'll do, be doing another one for the next Mercury retrograde. And uh, we have another one coming up towards the end of the year, I believe, as well as our every two-year Mar, Mars retrograde. So we'll be doing a class for that one, too. Let's stay tuned for details on that. So just a bit of an astro weather check there. There's not too, too much to report right now. It's interesting that this has kind of been brewing in me for a few days because right now the moon is waxing through the sign of cancer and almost at the same degree that was sort of the beginning of this whole experience for me back in 2018. So I call this whole experience of my life, this whole year and a half that, oh, was uh, an incredibly challenging and difficult and painful healing experience. I call it when my root chakra exploded. And when we're talking about the root chakra, we're talking about the energy center that's at the base of the spine. The color associated with it is red. And this center is very much related to our sense of safety and security in the world. And when this whole experience began for me, it was coupled with what I talked about last time with you know, knowing that I wasn't supposed to be in the career that I was in and well, not, you know, in the highest vibration of my chart and energy and what I really came here to do. And I was faced with a lot of challenges in that experience as well as I talked about. And one of them was 
finances. I'm in this stable career, steady paycheck every two weeks, making more and more salary-wise every year as I went. We always had a cost of living increase that was guaranteed pretty much. And being faced with letting that go was also being faced with losing my sense of financial security or maybe not losing it, but shifting into my own business. And there's a lot of uncertainty there. And there was a lot of emotional processing that I was doing around that. 2018 was the year that I did my astrology apprenticeship. That was pretty much January to November, December. So this happened during that time as well, while I was in my studies. And I'm not quite sure if a trip to a um, healing spa center was maybe the onset of all of this. I have an inkling that it might've been part of it. I'm not really sure. I don't know how these things work, <laughs> but part of my apprenticeship was doing my midterm in person at in Colorado. My um, teacher hosted a retreat at this place called Joyful Journeys in right near Crestone, Colorado. And this is a incredible, like it's a destination spot for these healing spas that they have there, these hot springs. And I did a few, so I think one or two soaks in the hot springs while I was there. And I did my, um, my midterm was doing a, an in-person reading for the first time for somebody that was not somebody that I was in class with. So that was in May of 2018. And then this happened started in July of 2018. And the interesting, really interesting part of it is this whole emotional, physical manifestation of the emotional things that I was go going through at the time was concurrent with a eclipse on the root of my chart. First episode, I talked about an eclipse that was happening on my ascendant. So we have what's called the angles of the chart, the ascendant, the descendant, always opposite each other. There's also the midheaven and the imum coli, or coli. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> I'm not so good with Latin pronunciations. I'll just call it the IC. So we also have the, the midheaven, the MC, and the IC, also always opposite each other. For me personally, my MC, IC axis is... Capricorn and Cancer, 24 degrees. So my midheaven's at 24, my IC's at, my, my midheaven's at 24 Capricorn in my ninth house, and my IC is in my third house in Cancer at 24 degrees. This eclipse that happened was during that year, the first one that we kind of got a flavor for the eclipses shifting into Cancer and Capricorn, which happened in most of uh, 2020, 2019 as well. This eclipse happened at 20 degrees of Cancer. And I have a goddess asteroid there natally as well called Ceres, C-E-R-E-S. And, but the crux of what I'm talking about is this eclipse happened on the root of my chart. So I'll give you a little bit of a definition for the IC. This is from AstroWiki on astro.com. And it says, as the lowest point in the horoscope, the IC symbolizes the area of life in which an individual is all alone. 
It is the place of greatest intimacy, but also of greatest vulnerability. Here are the roots of the personality in both the literal, quote unquote, family and figurative sense, quote unquote, soul and the archetypal pattern. This is the point at which one can best allow oneself to fall or let go. Hellenistic astrologers considered the IC to be the home of the underworld or Hades. The ideas symbolized by the IC often remain unconscious because they have been so familiar to us since early childhood. It stands for the past in contrast to the MC or the midheaven, which symbolizes the future. The sign of the zodiac on the IC indicates an individual's true nature deep down inside and the quality of their innermost needs and feelings. I find that to be incredibly powerful. I feel like the IC and the descendant are not talked about enough. We usually focus on the ascendant and the midheaven and in most astrology programs, they don't even put the abbreviations for the IC and the descendant on the chart. And these are really important because these are the angles where we come from. And the root of the chart is a really important placement. So let's get into my experience with the eclipse on the root of my chart and my root chakra exploding. So as I am experiencing this eclipse, I am talking with one of my um, fellow students. We were, we were partnered throughout the entire apprenticeship with different people over the course of the year. So I'm talking with my partner at the time and I'm sitting down and I notice just this soreness pretty much on my tailbone. And I didn't think really anything of it. And over the course of a few days, it got worse and worse and worse to the point where I couldn't even sit. And I started doing some research, learned that what, was, what I was mostly, you know, positively experiencing was what's called a pilonidal cyst. If you don't know what that is, look it up. I think it's P-I-L-O-N-I-D-A-L. I'm pretty sure. And... It's pretty much, think of the worst pimple that you've ever had, multiply that by a thousand or more and put it at the base of your spine or like right on your tailbone or on either side of that part of the body. It's excruciating. And the home remedy for this is what's called a sitz bath, S-I-T-Z, also warm compress. And the whole goal of this is to draw out the infection and drain it, essentially. So we go out, we get a sitz bath, um, also tons of Epsom salts, because that, that helps based on the home remedy research that we were doing, and some heating pads and bandages. I, I should have taken butt stock in CVS during this time. I would have made out really well. So we start with the sitz baths and eventually after several of them, this thing starts to drain. I missed a week of work during this whole experience. I, when it actually started to drain, the emotional release that I experienced was 
like nothing I'd ever experienced before from something that was happening to my physical body. Things like death and, you know, loss and that kind of thing, sure. But the way that it was coupled with the timing of when this thing started to drain, to me, was really, really interesting. So, like I said, excruciating and this thing drained for days and days and days. This first one, I think, had two areas where it was draining. I also want to mention that this eclipse happened at 20 degrees of Cancer, directly opposite the planet Pluto. And Pluto in astrology is the planet that relates to our deepest capacity for transformation, but also it relates to purification. And I attribute this putrid expression of what I was going through to Pluto. Thanks, Pluto. Um, it was it was gross. I mean, it was just gross. And I was terrified of infection, considering where it was on my body. So after about a week, this uh, it's to the point where the draining has stopped and I don't have to do the sits baths anymore. Pretty much still keeping it covered with gauze and tape just in case. And I go back to work and I go on my merry way. And I think that it's all over. And then this, <laughs> I can't remember how many times it happened, but it kept coming back over and over and over again after a couple weeks, sometimes out a month, a month at a time, it would flare back up. And through this process, I learned that my father had actually experienced the same condition as well as my great uncle. I'm going to take a stab and say that my grandmother probably did too, but she probably didn't talk about it. And that's the side of the family that I, quote unquote, tend to take after, as we say. Um, I look like my dad. So that's a whole other part of it that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about as well, because there was a whole piece that came along with this through a realization that I had after a series of synchronicities that this was ancestral trauma as well that had to be cleared. So I go, I'm going through this whole thing, you know, for the remainder of 2018, off and on. I also don't remember how many times, I think it was two, I had to go to urgent care and get the thing lanced because the sits bath wasn't working. Just awful, 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 awful. My husband was my caretaker. It was just I, embarrassing and just goes back to my need for nurture, obviously, to nurture myself, my inner child, to deal with all of this emotion that I was processing regarding my safety and security. Obviously, I realized this as I was going through it, but telling the story now, it's just revisiting those things. It's wild. And when we talk about, you know, eclipses that happen at direct planets, like directly on our planets natally or our angles, it's really significant and important, and these things can happen. So in 2019, early 2019, I booked a couple of coaching sessions with the local um, intuitive. And during one of those sessions, she recommended a local network chiropractor. It just, she spit it out during one of my sessions, Dr. Teresa. I was like, who's Dr. Teresa? <laughs> so she's like, go see Dr. Teresa. And she gave me her phone number. So I looked Dr. Teresa up. And she is a network chiropractor who works out of her home here in Southern New Jersey. And her practice name is Transformational Wellness Center. 
So I start seeing her as well. Obviously, this is something energetically related to my spine, to my root, all of the things. And that's what network chiropractic is. Look that up as well. I highly recommend it if you're dealing with something particularly that's happening in an energy center, like one of your chakras. So in January, I started seeing her and I was going twice a week for many months. And she is an incredible, incredible woman. And one of the things that I really loved about her and her work and our first consult in particular was she's a big fan and um, honors the work of Louise Hay. And we consulted how to heal your life and we looked up the root chakra and cysts and all the things. So there was a lot happening during this process. It was just a lot of my own personal healing as I call this show Becoming Chiron, this was part of it. The first interpretation I ever heard of having Chiron in the first house of the chart was wounding over embodiment. And I shared the story last time of the um, past life regression that I'd had done when I was exiled. I don't know if that was the one before this one or what, but there's definitely some wounding over embodiment going on, especially related to this whole experience and clearing that had to happen. But also dealing with wounding in the sign of Taurus, which is all about our resources and our physical world and money and belongings and things like that. And everything that I talked about last time, facing that big shift and change and just even thinking about uh, leaving my job. So Dr. Teresa was incredibly helpful during this time. There were times that I was just surrendering to it and she coached me through that and helped me to act rather than become a victim of my, I call it an injury to an extent, but physical condition, I guess you could say, illness to an extent. And um, she's been instrumental in this journey and I still see her every other week because I'm still in my transformational wellness portion of my life, I feel. So let's talk a little bit about the ancestral part that came with all of this. Once I learned that my father had it and my great uncle had it, I did a little more research on the roots of my family on that side. And the family is from Sicily. Our ancestry goes way back in Sicily. And Sicily was in one of the most invaded countries. So I started thinking about my ancestors and I started thinking about what that must have been like, never knowing when your land was going to be pilfered, never knowing when people were just going to come in and take everything and steal everything and how that relates to resources and senses of safety and security and I also started thinking about how my grandmother and my grandfather lived through the depression. I have memories of my grandmother being so adamant about not wasting anything, particularly food. She would eat the meat off the skin of the tomato slices that we would use on our sandwiches. And that was so ingrained in her. And growing up, resources were not always, you know, overly abundant. So this, is, this was a pattern. This was definitely the root and the underworld of my being to a large extent. 
And when we come into this world and into these lifetimes, we have opportunities, big opportunities, if we choose to do it, to break the pattern. And I feel like that's a big theme that's happening lately over the last couple of years. I've seen it over and over again with friends, with clients. We have the chance to break the ancestral patterns and the programming in many different ways. So I made that a big part of this experience personally. I have a blog post or a series of posts, I believe, about it, which I'll put a link to um, in the description of this episode. And clearing that and doing that intentionally. And Dr. Teresa taught me all about Ho'oponopono and using that as a tool to remotely clear generations, seven generations in the past and in the future. And I feel like that was a huge part of this experience for me because I'm dealing with this, not, not in the same way, but the same themes as far as resources and safety and security. And it was really important to me that I made this part of this experience. And I used as many tools in my tool belt that I knew already and was taught along the way to heal this thing on my own. Reiki, crystals, I set up grids for the ancestral clearing. I did a whole, if you ever heard of the Shift Network, they had a whole ancestral healing summit, which I attended and embodied and did many of the practices that they taught in that. I think they do that once a year. If anyone listening is interested in that, that's, it's powerful. If you feel called to be the one in the family to break the pattern, I highly recommend it. And all the things I was doing, a whole ponopono prayers, everything, crystal grids, and this thing just would not go away. It was still flaring up all throughout this time in 2019 when I started seeing Dr. Teresa. During that time, I was really, really, really integrating the plans that I was making to make the moves and save the money and pay off the bills and all the things that I talked about last time and planning for my exit from the corporate world. And this was all just a bit huge intertwined experience. I, I really think 2019 was a huge, huge year of healing for me. And uh, I started Arsa Alchemy in early 2019 as well while this was all going on. I started doing readings and doing readings events at um, local shops and just really started putting my plan in motion and getting the experience and figuring out what this whole thing was and how this was going to look. So that was a big part of what I was doing while I was also dealing with this horrible health problem and root chakra explosion. So I decided um, my husband and I both had had enough. Imagine how he's also handling this with me. We'd had enough and I decided to have it surgically removed. I had a consult with one surgeon who I'd also gone, I think it was in February or March at this point in 2019 for another Lansing. And I had a bad feeling. I just didn't, I didn't care for the, the person that I the consulted with. So I went to my physician and I got a recommendation for a different surgeon and we met with him and I felt very comfortable with him and he made me feel comfortable, which was a big part of this whole thing losing my whole comfort zone, <laughs> total vulnerability, just imagine. And uh, having him 
never mind. I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> oh, so vulnerable. So my moon being exposed all the time. Um, so I'm very comfortable with this surgeon. And after the consult, we went in and got the surgery scheduled. And I was scheduled to have this pilonidal cyst, a cystectomy, on April 24th of 2019. If you've ever had surgery, I'm sure you can relate to being terrified. This was the first surgery that I'd ever had in my entire life. I've broken bones and had injuries and that kind of stuff, but nothing that ever required surgery. So I'm scared. It was scary. The whole thing was scary. All of it. And had the surgery done and going into the surgery, sometimes with these cysts, it, they require having a drain put in. So when I was waking up and coming to once the procedure was done, the best news that I had had in a really long time was that they didn't put a drain in because I knew that that would make my healing a lot more difficult and challenging. And it ended up, um, after the surgery, I was feeling really great because they use really awesome medications now and numbing medications and everything. For the rest of the day, I felt fantastic. And then the next day rolled around and everything started to wear off and the soreness started to set in. And I pretty much spent several weeks on the couch recovering. I could not lay on my back and I could not sit down. Part of this whole thing, like I had a desk job. Thankfully, before all of this happened, I had gotten a stand-up desk put in my cubicle. So while this was all going on and I had flare-ups and things, I could stand and still work. But through the recovery process, getting in the car was not even a, th a thought until like two or three weeks after, because it was just so, so painful, so painful. And I, you know, got through it. And the weird, weirdest part, going back to the original experience with when this thing first started draining, when it started, when it was healing and it started draining, that was weird, weird. But I got through it. They um, decided to leave the stitches in a week longer than was anticipated. I feel like I went back to work before I was actually ready I mean, that's what our society does, right? You, you're, you're weak <laughs> if you're taking time for yourself to heal. So they, doctor, the doctor said he could have put me out for another week if I wanted him to. And I said, no, but I probably should have said yes. So it healed and it's been healed. And thankfully the surgery worked. I'm not going to say that it's not still a weird feeling in that part of my body. Like I said, if you ever had surgery, you'll know, like there's numbness and phantom nerve pains and weird things that happen. But overall in all, it, the pilonidal is gone. And I feel like I did clear the ancestral trauma. I feel that making the move that I did, going through this whole experience, was really important to healing that ancestral trauma because even though I'm still concerned and facing fears over my resources and financial safety and security, I still did it. 
And I feel like there's breaking free in a lot of ways that comes along with that. So that is the story. Um, intense, intense, intense stuff. But it's important to note and recognize our bodies and how these things can physically manifest in the wildest of ways, especially coupled with things like eclipses and certain astrological transits and how we just have to move through the process and honor it. And there is a lot of surrender that goes in it, but don't get lost in it. Don't let it take over you. Take your power back if you're going through something like this. It's a huge healing journey. It's not easy, but on the other side of it, I wouldn't have changed a thing. And that's a lot. That's a, that's a big statement because it was horrible. So <laughs> that's the part that I wanted to share about today. And uh, if you need, you know, assistance along the way, as far as coaching or people like Dr. Teresa, like Network Chiropractic, I highly recommend weaving together as many modalities as you can. This was certainly a large intersection of Western and Eastern medicine. I believe in both and they each have their place. This one, I did everything that I could and I still ended up having to have it surgically removed. And that's okay. Sometimes we just have to excise the thunk. And that was my experience. In the beginning of the episode, I forgot to mention that the music that you heard was my dear friend Cassius Kirk of Kind Magma Music and his awesome song, Space Cowboy, which I think relates perfectly to Chiron. And if you've experienced something similar, if you've had a pilonidal cyst, if you've had it surgically removed, if you're going through one now, I'd love to hear from you. And I just want to mention too, at the end of the shows that I offer astrology readings and astrological aromatherapy consults and would love to work with you if you feel called to work with me. You can find all of my services on seagoddesshealingarts.com and my blog, which I'll put a link to, um, particularly the posts that I wrote about this story and experience on ursaalchemy.com. And <laughs> coincidentally, which is funny, my uh, ending that I talked about last time, Be a Maverick, we have that new Top Gun movie out. So <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um, but all in all, I just want to remind everybody to honor your healing journey and personal alchemy and be a maverick. Thank you. Bye.